0: Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of River City Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Our mission is to awaken people to the transforming presence and power of God's love. To find out more, visit RiverCityChurch.com, and thanks for listening. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for everything that you've been doing and showing us over these last few weeks, the way that you've been teaching us to trust you, the way that you've been calling us to step out and step forward, the way that you've been stirring us and moving us in faith And I've just become so thoroughly convinced, Lord, and I wanna say it in front of your people, that this is not a temporary season where we focus on faith for a while, but this is one of the new things that you've given us. It's a gift for this church moving forward and that you want us to continue to operate in a higher level of faith moving forward. And there's things that you want to see happen in us and as a result, things that happen through us as we reach out and love the city. So I just pray right now for those things that we say, I believe that God can do this, but not this. Or I have faith for, I I, I had a sense a couple of weeks ago, uh, guys, that it's easy to have faith for everyone in the circle, but not me, right? Right? And we can receive, someone grabbed me and wanted to, oh, Mimi's back, that's who it was. Mimi's back, yeah. She grabbed me and prayed for me, uh, which was just great. I was like, Mimi's back, you know? Um, but as she was praying, I was thinking, you get this inner thought process where you're like, you know, if I was praying for someone else right now, would I have faith for them, and do I have that faith for myself? So I believe that God wants to uh, increase our faith for others, but also he wants us to continue to knock and continue to press so that we can believe that what we have faith for others, we can also have faith that he will do for us. So there's just been a lot of things uh, swirling around. I wanted to just talk about like four big chunks this morning and then we're gonna land uh, with some prayer time. The first is, you see the graphic on the screen, 242. So, this was a series that we were very deep into. We were talking about what does it look like to become spirit filled followers of Jesus together? And what does it mean, uh, this whole idea of actually joining the family and actually becoming part of the church? And God's just really, you know, I have a tendency to kind of plan things out. And then God just said, we're going to take a break right in the middle of this series and we're going to talk about faith for a while because there's something that He wanted to do. And carve out. So this isn't gone, this whole idea, but we realize that we're getting into the holidays, so we're going to revisit what it means to further become family. And uh, you know, the passage that we were using was Acts 2.42, where it says they devoted themselves. So we're going to talk about this idea of devotion and what it means to devote ourselves to a family. But we're going to hit pause throughout the holidays on that, and we'll circle back in January. I just didn't want to leave you guys hanging on that whole idea. There's still more to cover, more to talk about, but we realize that... uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas is not gonna be the best time to visit that conversation. The second thing is uh, the building, all right? The building in St. Nicholas. Is is everyone aware that we have our eyes and we are formally under contract for a facility? Okay, Uh, just wanted to give you an update. There's no major update. Everything that's happening right now is, I just wanna keep, I wanna talk about it every week so you guys don't, what, what are we missing? What do we need to know So you enter into a 75 to 100-day, however long this thing needs to be, due diligence period, okay? Now, I have heard everything from, oh my gosh, um, you know, when I see something that reminds me of my upbringing and whatever denominational church, it it, it just, I, I get triggered. Like, I start twitching. I can't be in a building that looks like something that reminds me of, you know, whatever, Okay? Um, and I get that. Um, Some of you have said, man, I love the historic, nostalgic, can we please keep the pews? I've had people say that, okay? All right, so just so you know, all right, now this doesn't in any way, I'm not saying this to diminish you, but every one of you have two things. You have an elbow and an opinion, okay? So do I, all right? We all have one, and that's okay, Um, but the bigger thing here is do we want to be a people rooted in a place? Do we want to be in a community, what's the, What are we really asking God for? Now, securing a facility, um, securing a facility is one thing. But guys, listen. There's, there's more. There would be more to talk about as far as making this place our home, and as far as aesthetically, what does it look like? And would we want to have a great space for youth and children? Of course, of course, of course. So those conversations are not. Now is not the time yet because we want to make sure that we move forward on this facility. But those would be future conversations that we would have about this facility. Now, if you're not familiar with the St. Nicholas area, um, some of you, you know, maybe you're like me, you're still getting to know Jacksonville in general. But uh, some of you might say, well, I thought that River City was going to be more in, in a uh, missional area. Uh, isn't that basically San Marco? And if, if you know the area, you know that absolutely not. And it's an actual it's a very uh, diverse community, Saint Nicholas. And the last two communities that have met in that church, uh, it was um, the the last the current church that meets there that's moving out in January is called Morning Glory, very diverse church, and it's owned by uh, the Korean uh, by the Korean Baptist Church. It's like a quarter mile down the road. So there's a Korean community in that neighborhood. It's a beautiful multicultural neighborhood. There's a Cuban club about a half mile from there. So this is gonna be an unbelievable opportunity for outreach and mission. So if you're thinking through location and conversations that have happened around location at River City uh, over the years, uh, this is a strategic location on Atlantic where we would be the opposite of where we are now, which is the first time I tried to come here during the interview process, Jocelyn and I couldn't find it using maps. So it's amazing that we're all here, okay? So it's gonna be the opposite of that. We're gonna be exposed and we're gonna, Why? So we can be known and it can be about us? No, 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 no. I just have this sense of people driving by a facility and knowing that there's a people of the spirit that inhabit that building, that wanna do ministry from that building. I want the surrounding neighborhoods, homes, and communities to know if I'm loved anywhere, it's right there. If my needs can be met anywhere, it's right there. Those people pray for me. They care for me. So think about it that way. There's more conversations to be had, but I just wanted to keep, as I hear... um, Questions, concerns, things circle their way back to me. Um, I just want to try to speak to it, hit it head on. Uh, We still have a lot of peace about this. I still have a lot of peace about this. But pray with faith for this due diligence period for the facility. You know, pray for God's favor. Pray for God's uh, uh, wisdom as we explore the building, see what's going on under the hood, and uh, ask God to give us direction. Okay? Okay? Okay. All right. The third thing is this, next Sunday, um, it's Advent. Can you believe that? Like next Sunday is already Advent, which is kind of wild. Like um, this time last year, the election was happening. Didn't mean to bring up the election, but that's just kind of weird, right? So I had to do it just because I knew, all right. So next Sunday is Advent, and we're gonna start a series called uh, Wounded Healer. Wounded healer. And if you think about this idea of Emmanuel, God with us, okay, that's Advent, right? Like, Emmanuel, God with us. um, Born into this world as one of us so that he could save humanity from the inside out. Okay, He became one of us so that he could save us from the inside out. But because he's with us, Because he's with us, uh, he can heal, redeem, and restore uh, some of the greatest wounds and pains that we walk through in this world. Um, I heard a a seasoned pastor one time said this to me, and I never forgot it. It It's about five, six years ago now. He said, suffering will change you, okay? But not necessarily for the better. You have to choose that. Okay? You have to choose that. Now, we have all experienced woundedness. There's not a person in this room that hasn't been wounded. So we can harden, we can calcify, we can get bitter, we can put up walls, we can become angry, and that part of our life can shut down, right? Or we can stay open, we can stay vulnerable, we can stay in the pain, not for the purpose of being in the pain, not for the purpose of being known by the wound, but we can keep the wound before the Lord and allow him to heal it and fill it with his grace. And here's what happens. When we allow him to fill it with his grace, oftentimes he births a ministry out of it. And I don't mean like a nonprofit. I just mean like he births a ministry to others because now we can look at people who are walking through the exact same pain and say, I have faith for what God can do for you. Because he's healed me. Now, I still have pain, but he's healed. I still have a scar, but he's healed me, okay? So next week, Bishop Tom Rossi is gonna kick this series off. (laughs) And uh, actually, Tom and I have been talking about this series for six months, okay? Tom actually kind of named this series, and um, it's been one that's just been stirring in him, so it's very appropriate that he's gonna kick it off next Sunday, as we move into Advent. But I want you to, the, holiday, the one reason we wanted to do this over the holidays is because a lot of our woundedness is, well, all of it's relational, right? And a lot of these wounds and hurts and pains get brought to the surface this time of year. So I want you to think through, not just think, but I want you to think through the ways that, that you've experienced pain. And maybe the ways that you're dealing with that pain—that's not healing. It's numbing. It's, it's uh, avoiding. It's, uh, hard, it's—you've hardened, or you're um, angry, or whatever you're—you're you're choosing to cover it. Or it may just be you've—you've you've put the woundedness on, and you've let that become. I feel like this is for somebody. You've put the woundedness on, and you want that to be your identity. Like I'm wounded, or I'm anxious, or I have this, or I have that, and you're using that as a blanket. Um, to avoid uh, healing because you know that the healing process is gonna be painful. It's gonna be good, but it's gonna be painful and the Lord wants to uh, give you grace so that you can heal, but you'd rather wear the woundedness and you can't move forward uh, in your life in maturity. You can't move forward as a person. You can't move forward emotionally and relationally if you wanna wear the woundedness. So God wants to heal that. Uh, He wants to move you through a process of healing and uh, and give you something greater than just wearing the cloak of woundedness. Okay. All right. Everyone seems excited. <laughs> Lord. All right. Prayer of faith. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. that, but that just hit me. Is anyone in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Physical and inner healing. Physical and inner healing. Okay? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Not a perfect person. Okay? Not a perfect person, but a righteous person. A person that wants to please the Lord. He looks at our heart. Now, verse 19, I'm sorry, verse 17, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Why in the world would you be writing all of this stuff about faith and righteous and confess? And then, like, you know. James would have had a scroll, like very, if you, no whiteout, no backspace, okay? Why was it important to say Elijah was a human being? Okay? I can, re, I, can, I can hear stories of great men and women of the faith. I can read stories in the Bible. I can be like, those are superhero Bible people, Right? Now, the, the group that James was writing to would have had the stories of Elijah, and they would have had the stories of Moses, and they would have had the story of David, and they would have had those stories. And he felt the need here to say, Elijah was a human, okay? Elijah was a human that just desperately needed God to do something. He was a human being, Okay? Raise your hand if you're a human being. I'll get participation out of you this morning. Okay? Elijah was a human being and he prayed with faith. This is the example that James had to use for these guys that would have looked back at Elijah's. That's not any, we could never do any, we could never pray like that. We could never do anything like that because we're just normal, okay? Well, God's only ever worked with normal people. He's only ever accomplished things through faulty, broken, imperfect, self-doubting, sometimes gifted, sometimes not particularly gifted people, normal people, human beings. Okay? But human beings with faith. Okay? Human beings with faith. Now, this is... Week four on faith, and some of you may have a little faith fatigue. You don't want me to talk about this anymore, okay? But I believe that this is something that God has installed into the life of our church, and um, I'm going to steward it because I think that he wants us to, okay? So if you were part of our communion team and you handed out the communion cups, would you help me hand something out right now? I think someone told you that you're going to do this. This was one of those last minute ideas that we're trying to pull off, but I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, so just everyone's gonna get a card. Yeah, if you need a pen, raise your hand too. If you have a pen, I'm not sure that we have enough for everyone. Smooth transition. All right. Everybody have a card and proximity to a pen? Okay. If you have your card, let me see it. All right. So I want you to look at the side with the scriptures on it first. These are the passages that we've gone over over the last 3 weeks. Okay? The Hebrews passage was the week that I sensed that God wanted me to scrap whatever we had planned, walk up here and we read through Hebrews 11. But it's a simple biblical definition of faith. Okay? Faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about we do, about what we do not see. Okay? So much of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is confidence in what we hope for, okay? All, all of it, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, okay? So I'll, I want you to focus in on that verse uh, and then the next one is the passage that we did last week which was the way that Jesus taught us to pray which was the, the the friend that was waking his other friend up and asking him for bread in the middle of the night and the friend says, I don't wanna get up and he says he will get up because of his reckless immodesty, his impudence. So he, he told him to just keep knocking, keep banging on the door, keep praying. And this is the way that Jesus wants us to pray. So I want you to focus in on that verse. And then the one that I just read is James five thirteen through 18, the prayer of faith. Okay, the prayer of faith. Now, I want these three verses to be absorbed into your soul, into your mind, and into your prayer life. Uh, During the holidays, what's easy to do is say, man, in October and into November, we had this really cool season where we leaned into faith, and let me tell you something, I have had seasons, I have had seasons where I've seen God do things, and it's increased my faith, and I've let it go, and I remember in this moment when God showed did some things for me a couple of years ago, I remember in the moment saying, I should be praying about this and praying about this and praying about this because I, I sense that God has given me a greater faith to pray for these things right now. And I just let it go. Okay, And I believe that he's given all of us an opportunity now. Those of you that have experienced a heightened sense of faith, and if you haven't, then I want you to come forward when we do prayer time and ask the Lord to fill you with faith. I believe it is, a, it is also a gift. I believe it is something that he can awaken in you. I believe that we can't even acknowledge his existence unless he makes us aware of him. So you can ask him for faith. okay? And I do know that we've had physical healings. But I believe that that's something that we're supposed to continue to pray for. So what I want us to do now is, is maybe someone could come up and play the keys or something like that. And um, I'm sorry, our, our guest piano player, I forgot your name. Good, Ryan, you can play. Ryan's not our guest piano player, but he can play guitar. Um, what I want us to do is just spend a few moments to yourself with this. If you need to look these passages up and read them, I wanna give you like a good five minutes And then you don't have to fill in every single one of these, but if you have one big thing that you're praying for breakthrough, physical healing, relational healing, career thing, um, wayward child, lost parents, renewed faith, renewed belief, your marriage, whatever it is, And don't let the enemy stop you from saying, I have faith that I can pray, not just for others, but for me. And I want you to write it down. If it's two or three things, write them down. Let's just take a few moments and do that. As you know some people have two broken legs god doesn't look at it that way it says ask don't leave off the thing you're afraid of. scary Jared well step of faith Christy, when I went to camp, the one night that I showed up, I can I ask Jocelyn, I texted her on my way home, and I said, uh, it's hard because it was almost seeing something that you really can't see, but I watched Teague for about 15 minutes, and I texted Jocelyn and I said, I think God's deepening his relationship with Teague right now in real time, like he's consecrating him to his self, Right now in real time, I just I sensed that it was just happening. And uh, when I reached out after that to T, he said that he was thinking about reaching out to me. And I just think that God's hand is so on him right now, there's spiritual activity going on around him. But when there's spiritual activity going on around him, there's spiritual activity going around, all of it. So you just continue to pray. But I think that God is. I don't know what it is exactly, but I just sensed that he was setting him apart for himself. Just felt like a consecration was happening in that moment. And I could see the deepening happen. It's like I was watching it. rusty rusty 2020 garbage on some of you that needs to get broken off maybe all of us things that you were all wound up about just tight wants to break that off so you can just be free, just free. Okay. Now, here's what I want you to do with this. I have mine. Um, I want you to stand on it. I want you to stand in faith. Ephesians, when you've done everything else you can do, stand, stand firm. I want you to stand on it. Um, So you can come down here and stand on it, or you can just put it on the ground. But when I say stand on it, I mean I want you to. I want you to stand on it. Absorb it through your feet. (laughs) I want you to stand on it. This is weird. I don't do this kind of stuff. That's an, that's an excuse. If you're a part of this church and you're saying that, you got problems because we, we, we explore the space, okay? need to get your children. You can do that. And they're welcome to come back in here. But if, if you're praying for physical healing, Keep leaning into this. If you're praying for physical healing, then I want you to come here and we're going to anoint you with oil. So, well, I was here last week. Will people know that I was here last week? They'll know you're still knocking. is going to come up and lead us in a time prayer ministry is what we're about to do and if you want to come forward for anything else you can I want to keep anointing for for physical healing because I want to see you healed okay I want to see you healed so some of you guys that are going to pray with me and gals um, Ed, Tom Steve you want to come up Sean